Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. It is January 18th, 3.28 p.m. Uh, we're just going to jump right in, get to going, trying to keep these podcasts a little bit shorter. Let's see what we got happening. Um... Alrighty. Well, apparently, we didn't sell the Procter and Gamble uh, call yesterday for the uh, call option. But let's see where we are, where we're going, and what's happening. First on our list is Apple. A A P L. Apple over the last thirty days, because we already did all this stuff yesterday. We've seen a low at uh, 167. We got a high, almost like a double high at 182.94. And then um, yesterday, we had a relatively nice day yesterday. I thought it was going to be uh, the bottom or some kind of support at the 170. Where would she go? The 173 yesterday. But apparently. She opened up down today. Why would she do that? She got the the uh, dividend coming up in two weeks. She's sitting at one seventy fifty six at the moment. Now I went and bought this in a, in a separate uh, account because I do have you know multiple accounts. Um, and I was a little unhappy that uh, you know I got the one seventy one seventy two spread and she just like went down to one seventy. Oh well, it is what it is. But on here. I got the 170, 172 and a half spread. It's uh it's up 385 bucks for the day. But it's still down because, you know, she's sitting at 170 and the option's only good if we're above 170. Okay? Uh, actually 172.50 would be perfect. But is what it is. Let's see what happens. We still got, you know, the rest of the week to go, so I'm not really complaining too much about that. So let's jump on board, see where we're heading. Next on the list is Lowe's, L-O-W. Wow, what is going on with Lowe's? Looking at the last 30 days for Lowe's. We've seen the low of the last 30 days today at 234.27. That's the low for the, for the last 30 days. And the high for the last 30 days is 260. Now, is that sitting at 238 at the moment? And I believe <coughs> we got this at 258 and we sold the 250 calls. Um, that's 64 cents, which is a couple hundred bucks. It's not bad. Um, let's jump on in, take a look at Procter & Gamble. See what's going on with Procter & Gamble. Apparently, I tried to sell the option yesterday, but apparently that didn't work. It's funny because, you know, it's really aggravating when you put your, your limit order in. Like I had a 64 cent limit order and the current market price was like, I think it was 67, 68, somewhere in that area. It should have filled, but she didn't. Anyway, is what it is. 
Over the last 30 days, we've seen a high in Procter & Gamble at 165.32, and we've seen a low with Procter & Gamble at 156.04, and that was today. Today is the low for the past 30 days. Um, that order is just going to stay open until something happens with it. But until then, let's see what else is on our list. Now, we looked at the Dividend Kings. We looked at uh, Warren Buffett's list. And we looked at um, half. Oh, we looked at the... Um, the dividend aristocrats. So now we're looking at the dividend achievers. We looked at Hasbro yesterday. Today we're going to look at um, how many are we looking at? Uh, four, eight, eleven. We got eleven to look at today. Costco being the first one, paying a seventy cent dividend. C O S T into our one year chart. She started out the year at three fifty eight. 54. Now in March, we've seen a low at 306. That's the low of the year for Costco. Now this thing has a beautiful escalation going from 306 all the way up to a high of 571.49. And that was at the end of December. But from there, you have your normal profit taken. She just kept on sinking and sinking and sinking. Let's see. She gapped down once. She gapped down twice. She gapped down three times to find her where she is today at 488.57. That's where she's sitting at the moment. Now, I'm just going to pass on this because you got nothing but downness from the, the, from the five. What was it again? The 571. Now she's sitting at 488. That's almost, almost a 20% decline. So I'm going to pass on this one. Jump into INTC. Intel. INTC. Intel started out the year at 57.67. A couple of months later, found its high at 67.29. That's the high of the year. And that was back at the beginning of April. But from there, she had a nice big gap down in no, October. October 22nd, she gaps down from 55.11 to 50.36. Not a huge gap down, but she kept on going to find its bottom at 47.85. Now that was the end of October. She went sideways for a little bit, scooted on up. In the last 30 days, we've seen a high at 56.03. She's sitting at 54.90 at the moment. Quickly take a look at seasonality, see where this thing might be going. Oh, nice escalation to the upside. Gotta love it. Okay, we're going to expect a little bit of up until the end of the week. That's not bad. Now let's look at the big chart to see what we have for Intel. INTC into the big chart. It's not really a big chart. It just gives more detailed information. Okay, so the big chart shows the 50-day moving average on a nice incline. 
nice upward movement for the 50-day moving average. Now, the buyers are all pacing the sellers, which is a good thing. Now, let's see what the trade grid looks like. All right, so a covered call, 54.93 is the bid, 54.94 is the ask. We can look at the 54.50. So if you bought this at the money at 54.94 and you sold the 54.50 call for 91 cents, you'd, you'd get your 1%. But it's so close to the 55, you might as well just do the 55. Because if you're doing the 55, you're going to get a little bit more than a 1%. Um, but it's got to go over 55 to be called out, which is not bad if you think about it because if you want to hold it and capture the dividend in two weeks, you know, just buy it at the money at 54.95. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just saying hypothetically. I'd buy it at the money, 54.96, sell the 55 call, collect 63 cents per share for the premium, and then see what happens. Okay? Carry it on to next week do the same thing next week and then do it the week after collect a dividend and you get two three premiums and a dividend that's not bad definitely offsets the purchase price but uh, I like Intel it looks like the numbers look good and what would a spread look like if I was going to do a spread I'd do the 54 and a half That's 15 cents. That's over. That's about 35, 40% return. That's not bad. All right, so what I'm going to do, just for the fun of it, I'm going to buy 10 vertical INTC, the 100s, which is the weeklies. Uh, 21 January 22. <laughs> That's funny. 21 January 22. <laughs> that says Friday. The 54 over the 54 and a half, which means I'm going to buy the 54s and I'm going to sell the 54 and a half. At 35 cents a share, the most I'm going to make is 15 cents. But that 15 cents represents almost, oh, I got it at 33 cents. That's cool. So that represents almost a 40% return. As long as the stock stays above fifty-four fifty. All right. That being said, what is next on the list? Met Met Life. That's not bad. Forty-six cent dividend. M E T. There you go. Met Life started out the year last year at fifty-one ninety-seven. Quickly found its bottom at forty-seven sixty-four. That was at the end of January. From there, she jumps up to a trading range between 57 and 67. It just stays there all year, finally breaking out and hitting a high of the year at 69.16. And that was today, 69.16 today. And you know how I feel about buying at the top of the market. I just don't want to do it. It's the high of the day. It's the high of the year. It's the high of the 30-day period. Where's it going to go next? Higher? 
or lower. I don't know. I don't want that guess because if it goes higher, it's never been there before. So I really don't want to do that. So I'm just going to pass on met. But I'm going to go through the whole motions just so you guys, if someone really likes it, they can do that. Now, met life is kind of flat. So right there, I'm just going to stop. Number one, I don't like buying it at the top, at the high of the year, which is where it's at now. And number two, the seasonality is flat, which means usually it goes sideways this time of year. So that's my indication to say, no, thank you. All right. Next on the list is NSC, Norfolk Southern Corporation. They're paying 99 cent dividend. NSC into the one year chart she goes. Whoops, that didn't work. NSC, NSC. Okay, there it is, Norfolk Southern. Okay, so Norfolk Southern started out the year last year at 254.40. Didn't take long to find its bottom at 230.40. Okay, now from there, she shoots on up. To it's almost the high of the year, but not quite. But uh, she hits a 295. And that was only in, in, in four months she hit that. Then, five months, she gets a double bottom at 239. Then, a couple of weeks later, she's back up to 296.06. Okay. Interesting. The high of the year, we got 299.20. Now, from there... We've had some profit taken, and today was a big down day. Now, I'm saying big down day. She means she opened up at 285, hit a high at 287, and hit a low all the way down to 273. So that was a lot of movement. So that, I'm just going to bypass altogether because I don't like that big drop, especially because she gapped down. I mean, it wasn't a big gap, but still, a gap is a gap. You know, For some strange reason, the market maker doesn't think she should continue going up and apparently the market is agreeing with them because it was a that was a big chunk of a day going down all right next on the list is s y f synchrony financial hmm, never even heard of them but if they've been increasing their dividend payments for 25 years or more i'm all for them all right they started out the year at 39.70 by the end of January, they found that bottom at 33.30. And from there, it didn't take long to get it up to their trading range between 45 and 51. And it just goes sideways for just about the whole year. Come up with a high at $51.09. A little bit of profit taken. It's kept on sinking. We got a double bottom at 43.72. There's our support. Um, however, she's sitting at 47.28 and she gapped down yesterday. All right, so she gapped down yesterday from Friday's close. Okay, so, so Friday's close somewhere around 49, 47. 
but yesterday, yesterday she opened up at 48.38, and today she's sitting at 47.30. It doesn't make me a happy camper. I'd like to know why it did that. <clears throat> All right. I'm not 100% fond of this seasonality because it looks like she goes sideways. And then that big gap down and that another big down day today kind of makes me want to stay away from this one. Now, we got plenty more to choose from. So let's take a look at WFC, WFC. Okay, so WFC, Wells Fargo, started out the year at 32.43. And we already did this one because I remember Wells Fargo. But I'm going to go through it again. Okay, started up the year at 42.73, found its bottom at the end of January at 29.68. From there, jumps up to a training range between 44 and 51, 52. Goes sideways all the way up until the end of the year. Finally breaks out at the beginning of the year. Hits a high of the year at 58.87. So you have profit taking today. That was yesterday, hit high of the year yesterday. Profit taking today, but where do we see it going in the next couple of days? Sideways or downward? Nope, we're going to pass on that one. That's definite down. Don't want that. All right, so next on the list is BK Bank Mellon. We already did this. We already looked at this one because this one's on Warren Buffett's list. After that, C, which is Citigroup. We already looked at that one. KMI Kinder Morgan. Now we haven't looked at Kinder Morgan yet, so let's look at KMI. KMI started out the year at 1562. Within a couple of weeks, we found our bottom at the beginning of February at 1375. From there, she shoots up. And hits the high of the year at 1929. Now that's the high of the year, 1929. From there, she falls and comes close to another new bottom, but not quite. 1548 this time. That's the new support that they're having. She's sitting at 1769 at the moment, but she has some nice movement there. So let's take a look at the seasonality to see where this thing normally goes this time of year. All right, Kinder Morgan's going to go sideways, then it's going to drop. Now, does that mean that's what's going to happen? No, that's not. that does not mean that at all. What it means is, over the past 10 years, historically speaking, this is what it's done normally. So, it looks like if it's going to continue doing the same thing over and over again, because I didn't hear anything about Kinder Morgan doing anything strange and unusual noteworthy or something that everyone should stop what they're doing and pay attention. No, nothing like that at all. So why would I make the assumption that she's going to continue to move in a positive upward direction? If she normally stays flat this time of year, I'm going to pass. Okay, NRG, NRG Energy, NRG, into the one-year chart. Let's take a look at... <coughs> 
started out the year at 41.10. Found its bottom down here at the end of May at 32. Now, from the end of May to the end of August, she hits the high at 46.16. A very short period of time, like two months. Okay, from there... We see another gap down on the uh, on the 14th of November. She goes from 39.37 and drops all the way down to 36.52. Why it happened, don't know. But we find some support here at 34.74. Okay, so you get three days in a row coming right around that 34.70 area. And then we got some support down here at the 3470 area. She jumps on up, hits a 30 day high at 43.36. A little bit of profit taking. Some new support down here at the $40 area. And uh, she's just going sideways now. So, what does this seasonality tell, tell us? She's basically just gonna go sideways. So I'm just gonna bypass that one. OKE is on the next. Now we already looked at OKE last week, or this week. Well, let's look at it again, just for the fun of it. OKE. The seasonality has it going sideways, and that's not something I like. Well, it could be. All right, let's check out the numbers. She started out last year at 44.15. Found its bottom at uh, 39.08. That was the beginning of February. From there, she had a nice escalation. So she hits that 57.53. Can't seem to break out of that. So she regroups around the 53 area. Sideways for about two months before shooting up and hitting a new high with that new money the government threw at us. Towards the end of October, we're looking at 66.76. From that high of the year, she drops down and finds a new 30-day low at 55.65. Escalates on up into a trading range of 61 at the moment. Let's take a look at seasonality for Oniko. Onik. Yeah, it's going to go sideways. Now, it's not that bad, but let's see where the money is flowing. Take a look at the big chart. OKE. All right. Now, we got the 50-day moving average coming down, um, going slowly lower. She might be leveling out pretty soon, but at the moment she's still going lower. There are more sellers than there are buyers, so that's kind of like a selling opportunity, not a buying opportunity. So we're going to pass on that one. Last on the list is Texas Instruments. T-X-N. Texas Instruments started out the year last year at 173.75. Got a double low, hitting at 161.84. 
once at the end of January and again the beginning of March. Now from there, within a couple of weeks, she shoots up to 197. That's not bad. Goes sideways for quite a while before we finally get to where we are today, the last 30 days. The last 30 days, well, we've seen it as high as 194.23 and as low as 176. Let's check out the seasonality, see what Texas Instruments usually does this time of year. Hmm, sideways. Okay, so sideways is not bad. So let's take a quick look and see what we can do with the sideways market for Texas Instruments. TXN into the one year chart, and it does not look favorable. Okay, you got a sideways 50 day moving average. Okay, you get the sellers over the buyers. That means there's more buy more sellers than there are buyers. So, all that being said, that's basically it for today. We'll catch you guys tomorrow, and hopefully, we'll have some more stuff for you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10 Minute Trader. You guys have a great day, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.